just wanted to share some reflections with you relating to Sukkot. And in fact, just to remind you of seven reasons for sheltering in the Sukkah. But now that I think of it, let me make that eight. Why? Because Sukkot technically is seven days, but the biblical text tells us that you're to set aside the eighth day as a special additional day. In a sense, since the seven days of the week complete the week eight, tells us that we're beginning again. And as we begin again, that then flows over into Simchat Torah, the ninth day, where we in effect do begin again with the reading of the Torah from the beginning. So, we change that. Eight reasons for sheltering in the Sukkah. Now, as many of you are aware, the holiday of Sukkot has many beautiful traditions and customs. There is the recitation of the Hallel, as I referred to earlier. You know, it's giving us an opportunity to express our gratitude to God for what he's done for us. There's the uh, tradition of what's called the Ushpizin, welcoming key ancestors as honored guests into the Sukkah. Guests such as Abraham and Moses, David and Joseph, uh, there are, and this should not surprise you, seven guests that are supposedly invited in, but actually there are eight characters who serve as the seven guests. So welcome to some more Jewish math as you try to figure that out. Uh, but it's a reminder that these people, that for us to connect to the past as these characters are part of our past, but also to look forward to the future because these characters are, in some sense, prototypes or prefiguring of the Messiah to come and the days to come. Then there's the reading of the book of Kohelet or Ecclesiastes. It's a reminder of just the temporary nature of life, but it's a reminder as well, as Solomon wisely tells us, we are to enjoy life, the life that we've been given to the fullest. And then he concludes the book on a grand note to remember our Creator while we are still young and to follow his guidelines for that the core of life. And then, of course, the, the four species, the lulav and the etrog. The lulav contains three species, as you heard enumerated. Um, however, perhaps the most basic mitzvah or, or action that, is to be in, that's, that we're to be involved in during Sukkot is to spend time in the Sukkah. But why do we sit in the Sukkah? The question should arise. Reason number one is Thanksgiving for the harvest. There are agricultural reasons in a couple places in the Torah uh, for celebrating this time. And according to these verses then, in Exodus and Deuteronomy, Sukkot is a holiday of thanksgiving for the harvest. Sound familiar? In other words, gratitude for God's provisions. Second is the historical link to our ancestors and to God. This historical reason is found in the book of Leviticus, chapter 23, where the text tells us, You shall live in booths seven days. All citizens in Israel shall live in booths, in order that future generations may know that I made the Israelite people live in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. And further reminder occurs in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 3 and 4, while he brought us out, while we walked with him, our shoes didn't wear out, nor did our clothes. And in, in another text, uh, we didn't get blisters on our feet. Now, that's an amazing 40-year kind of wandering. 
So according to Leviticus, then, we sit in the Sukkah in order to retain a historical link with our ancestors and to our past, and also to remember all that God did for us when we left Egypt. And thirdly, it gives us an opportunity to remember the wilderness experience. Philo, a Jewish philosopher in Alexandria in the first century before the Common Era, suggested the following, and I quote, Another reason may be that it should remind us of the long wanderings of our ancestors in the depths of the desert, when at every halting place they spent many a year in tents, end quote. In other words, Philo is saying a couple things here. He says that it's important for a person to remember less prosperous times. But he goes one step further. He says that sitting in the Sukkah reminds us of how far we have come and leads us to praise and to thank God for the kindness that he has, in fact, bestowed or showered on us. Hence the reason for the Hallel, the, hallel, the recitation of the Hallel or Hallelujah Psalms. Fourth, a lesson in humility. A rabbi of the Middle Ages, 12th century, the Rashbam, who happened to be one of Rashi's great no, not great-grandsons, grandsons, in his commentary tells us this. Why do I command you to do this? Do not say in your hearts, my own power and the, and the might of my own hand have won this wealth for me. Remember that it is the Lord your God who gives you the power to get wealth. Therefore, the people leave houses filled with good at the harvest season, and they dwell in Sukkot as a reminder that they had no property in the desert or homes to inhabit. This is why God designated Sukkot at the harvest season, so that a person's heart should not grow haughty, lest they say our hands made all of this for us. Or to put it perhaps a little more simply, the Sukkah is then a lesson in humility. It should prevent the swelled head. The humble sukkah reminds us everything you eat and everything you own comes from God. Another rabbi of the Middle Ages, this time 15th century Spain, Rabbi Yitzhak reminds us of a fifth lesson or reason, and that is increasing our faith. As he wrote in a classic book in Jew on Jewish, at Jewish ethics, when the sages said in the tractate of Sukkah in the Talmud, go out from your permanent dwellings and live in a temporary dwelling, they meant that the commandment to dwell in the Sukkah teaches us that a person must not put their trust in the size or strength or conveniences of their house, even though it be filled with the best of everything, nor should they rely upon the help of any person, even though they may be the lord of the land. But let them put their trust in him whose word called the universe into being. For he alone is mighty and faithful, and he does not retract what he promises. So Rabbi Yitzhak thinks that the main point of living in the Sukkah for seven days is to increase our faith in God. By living in a flimsy Sukkah for seven days, exposed to the elements, we realize that ultimately we must put our trust in the God who rules over our houses, over the elements, and over all human rulers. Far closer to our time, this time a 19th century rabbi who was the author of one of the uh, daily siddurs that is still very much in use, Rabbi Samson Raphael Hirsch. He suggested that the sukkah is a symbol of universal peace 
and harmony. As in fact we recall in the evening services on Shabbat, as well as on the festivals, where we pray, spread over us your Sukkot Shalom, your Sukkot of Peace. Then number seven, remembering the less fortunate, remembering the less fortunate. By sitting in a flimsy sukkah, exposed to sun and wind, and in some places perhaps even rain and snow. And by the way, that reminds me, I, I will not forget, nor will Dr. Patrice forget that time we celebrated Sukkot in, while we were living in Chicago. It was so cold. We were in winter clothes and Boy, hats, earmuffs, the whole business. It might as well have snowed. It was cold enough to snow. So in some places, uh, exposed to sun and wind and rain and snow, we're reminded of those who are less fortunate than ourselves. Precisely at harvest time, when we thank God for all that he has given us, we must remember then to share it with the poor and the hungry as recurring texts within the Torah remind us and as the prophets continually reminded the people of Israel. And then we have number eight. The sukkah itself is a symbol of the divine. Again, in the Talmud tractate sukkah, the rabbinic sages tell us that the sukkah, probably that the sukkot described in the Torah may actually be referring to and certainly do recall the divine clouds that sheltered over the Israelites. That which we're reminded of in the closing paragraph of the book of Exodus, chapter 40, verses 34 to 38, God actually moved into our neighborhood and lived among us, and we knew it because we saw the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire, and in fact, we saw the clouds of his glory coming down to take residence. It's also, we're also reminded of the exact same thing in the book of Numbers, chapter 10, verses 33 to 36, that are part of our daily, part of our weekly Shabbat services. Arise, O Lord, from your resting place, is what they would say when those clouds moved and they were ready to march out. Return, O Lord, to the myriads of Israel's families when the clouds stopped and they were ready to set up their tents all over again. By even so, Yomar are the reminders of that. And, the, and therefore, Sukkot is a reminder not only of the gratitude we have, our responsibilities to others, but we recall the way in which God watched over us in a very special way and still does at our time when we walk with him in the wilderness and on this journey as we continue to walk with him right now.